Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the U.S. Markets Wrap. I'm Willie King. Stocks fell last night, led by sharp losses in the energy sector, as investors took a break from the rally seen this month. Shares of the second-largest oil company, Chevron, was down 2%, while the S&P 500 energy sector fell nearly 3%. With that, let's take a look at how the indices fared last night. The Dow Jones Industrial Average slipped by 0.4% to end at 35,000 points. The S&P 500 closed marginally higher by 0.1% at 4,500 points. And the Nasdaq Composite inched higher by 0.4%. 0.07% at 14,000 points. So, so far, better than expected inflation data has also boosted stocks this month. With November about halfway through, the S&P 500 is now up more than 7% for the month, while the Dow has advanced more than 5% and the Nasdaq has increased over 9% in the period. So, for more insights and we are breaking all this down, we are joined by Christine Short, Vice President of Research at Wall Street Horizon. Good evening, Christine. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm great. So we have, let's talk about markets here. U.S. markets have been on a roar. I mean, you have the Magnificent Seven, you know, the Amazon, yeah. Microsoft, Apple, or rather the big tech, which is driving most of the market returns. I just want to ask you here, Christine, can this rally here, really driven by the tech stocks, continue to last? And if so, you know, what are some of the risks we need to be watching out for? Yeah, well, I think you you touched on a couple of them. We, you talked about the good inflation numbers we got this week. Um, that certainly helps tech stocks that, you know, we, everyone wants to see inflation go down. That helps consumers. Also, that helps to see the interest rates come down. And that is the hope on the back of those, you know, those good CPI and PPI numbers that we got this week that the Fed comes in and cuts rates. And right now, if you look at the uh, CME Group's FedWatch tool, they're baking in a cut of about 1% for 2024. And of course, risky assets like uh, tech stocks do better when interest rates are lower. So uh, that's certainly something to look out for. It hasn't come to fruition yet, but both of these metrics coming in, um, you know, both inflation coming in better than expected and having that potentially roll over into rate cuts would be a great thing for, for the tech stocks, like you have pointed out, who have really carried this rally in November after quite a rough August through October that we had here for U.S. markets. So uh, the Magnificent Seven still carrying the rally here, even though we took a bit of a breather today, but the setup is still quite good. Yeah, I mean, just, just to follow up on the tech sector here, I mean, you know, last year we have seen how interest rates have sort of hit the tech sector pretty hard. But come this year, it seems like they have been really resilient, you know, to peak rates. I mean, why do you think that the market is so bullish on the tech sector? You know, I think it's become a bit of a safe haven. So for a lot of the year, we had low volume, low volatility, which was indicative of investors just not quite knowing where to go, right? There's been corporate uncertainty. We've seen it every quarter. There was the possibility of a recession that everyone was worried about. Consumers were a bit hesitant all year. You know, sentiment has been all over the place. Um, And so I think you saw investors not really knowing what to do with their money, but seeing the tech sector as a safe haven in these times of uncertainty. And so it seemed maybe like an easy bet to get into the mega cap tech because they were safe. And so I think that's why you've seen those names do particularly well. 
Mm. And following up on consumers, I want to just talk about retail here. I mean, as we approach the year end and it's going to be shopping season soon, it seems like sentiments don't seem too bright. I mean, you have Walmart, even though they have expecting to release, you know, pretty decent results, but they're also expecting a more cautious tone in consumer spending. And earlier on, you also have a US retailer like Target reporting a 5% year-on-year drop in its same-store sales. So what are your views here on retail? Yeah, look, the U.S. consumer has been resilient all year, and especially in the face of interest rates that have been at 22-year highs in, in certain cases where you wouldn't expect the consumer to be as resilient as they have been. But sure, as you point out, there's some cracks forming here, right? Uh, we had retail sales out yesterday. They showed, on the one hand, the lowest reading since March. So in seven months, it was down 0.1%. But on the other hand, that was better than economists were expecting. The uh, estimate was for a drop of 0.3%. And then when you include gas and autos, the reading came in even slightly higher at 0.1%. And to me, that suggests that, yes, Americans are still actively spending. They are still engaged, but they're cutting back on purchases of large ticket items. So cars, appliances, electronics, things you might see do better over the holiday shopping season. So, uh, you know, going into the season, you pointed out Walmart, Target, the tone on the Q3 calls for the retailers this week has been a little more cautious. I've seen the word um, flat used or expect sales to be similar, expect holiday sales to be flat year over year. And I think that's important to note that maybe there won't be much growth in holiday sales this year, but you got to remember how difficult the year ago comparison is, right? The last three years, holiday sales have been very high here. And so that makes it harder for those retailers to beat the numbers from last year. But again, when Walmart, who's been doing incredibly well in this environment, um, starts to strike a cautious tone, you do get a little nervous. They've been doing so well with groceries and necessities. But, you know, again, they're saying they're not expecting a very strong holiday shopping season in Target as well, saying, look, we expect it to be flat. Now, if you want to talk about where the strength is, TJ Maxx or TJX companies, which owns TJ Maxx, Home Goods, um, Marshalls, which are some of the off-price discounters, uh, they reported very strong numbers and actually increased guidance for the third time this year because they said, look, consumers are looking for a bargain. We offer that and we're here to cater to the value-focused consumer. So I think that's the theme for the holiday shopping season. U.S. consumers aren't totally out of the game, but they are looking for a good promotional deal and a bargain. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good summary of what's going on retail and very useful for us, especially here in Asia. I mean, speaking about Asia, you know, we are talking about the U.S. President Biden and Chinese President Xi meeting, which has happened this week. What stood out for you? You know, I think the reaction um, on both sides. So as you saw, U.S. markets were pretty tepid in response. Chinese stock uh, slid following the much-anticipated meeting, and I think that was because traders were expecting more. They only saw modest progress. They wanted to hear more, especially after, you know, considering the strange ties, and they wanted more from that meeting. Um, the Hang Seng was down about 1.5%. Um, we track a bunch of uh, Chinese ADRs here. We were looking at Alibaba and JD.com, Baidu. They were all down today by at least 1% or more. So that's significant. But on the U.S. side, U.S. stocks that are, are very much exposed to China did okay. So names like Apple, NVIDIA, that you would expect to kind of move in the same direction because they derive a lot of their income from China were both a little bit better today. They were up about 1%. Clearly, the market's here kind of shedding off that meeting and focusing more on some of the retail data that came out. We have been speaking with Christine Short, Vice President of Research at Wall Street Horizon. Thank you so much for your time and insights, Christine. 
Thank you for having me. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.